You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Welcome the wonderful Esther Lemons. Thank you. You make me sound like a pro, which I'm really not. I think I did a wild card once and then I talked with Katie one time. I can't see many faces, which is a good thing, I think, to calm my nerves. So, um, yeah, I went to Pride yesterday, which was awesome. I partied like an introvert. I lasted till 6 p.m. <laughs> And then I had to go home and take a nap, so, yeah, nice, nice. So, um, yeah, after listening to Aaron's story, I was thinking maybe the title for mine could be How Norwich Queered Me, because it sounds like I'm not the only one. But anyway, I think queer is just a term that I've only recently been embracing, and I really love it, because it feels just really expansive to me, and there's a lot of freedom in it. But I didn't always know I was queer, so... When I was born, no, I won't go that far back. I won't go that far back, but um, I'm originally Dutch and from the Netherlands, and I've been told with a very disappointing accent. So, um, sorry, can't help it. But um, yeah, I grew up thinking I was just straight, I guess. I had boyfriends, as you do, and I think in my teens, I, man I managed to develop an attraction to a friend of mine who's a girl, and I thought, hmm, that's interesting. I guess I'm bisexual then. And I think... Sexuality is very, like different sexualities is very, it's a very normal thing in the Netherlands. Like people are gay, lesbian, bisexual, it's all part of life. But when it comes to trans, there was not a lot of that going on actually when I was growing up. And I remember actually, before I moved to the UK, which was in 1999, I remember meeting up with some people from college that I went to college with. And after we graduated, we had a little meetup. And one of them said, oh, my husband's going to be joining us later. He's going to a fuck gender party. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we, we went to join them there later. And he was, he was there as Chantal. He was dressed up as, you know, as a woman. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And she was talking to me. My friend was talking to me about this. And she said, initially, when he told me, that was three years into our relationship. And... First of all, she was really taken aback, but they just managed it, and they're still together, they've got a family, they've got kids, and she has now recently fully transitioned to, you know, living as, as a woman, as female, and I think it's just really gorgeous. But that was my, my first glimpse into different genders. So in 1999, I moved to the UK, and then I... Where was I going with this? See, I should have prepared more, really, shouldn't I? But... Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll go somewhere else, rabbit holes. So about 10 years ago, I met someone who was, it was at, it was at a work do, but like a pre-work meeting social type thing. And I met this person and I was looking at them thinking, oh, I wonder if this person is a man or a woman. And at the time, with the knowledge that I had, that's the question I asked myself. Whereas now I would ask a very different question since I've learned the term non-binary. But at the time, that's what I asked myself. And I didn't see them again until a bit later. They were talking to a friend of mine. And um, I noticed from a distance that the room had cleared a bit. It was getting later in the evening, so a few people went home because it was very busy. 
And uh, I noticed their profile, and I noticed, you know, boobs, and I thought, okay, woman, that settles that. And then I got a bit closer, and I heard them speaking, and I was like, hang on a minute, that's not ordinary woman. So I was intrigued, we got chatting, and I got to know them better, and my label evolved from bisexual to pansexual, and I'm now proud to wear the T-shirt, which is not this one, because that one I wore yesterday, and it's in the wash now. These are, all, <laughs> these are all gender flags, except for the really clever use of the intersex flag just here, just in the, so you know. Um, yeah, and that changed a lot for me, because I noticed, even though I always thought of myself as quite a liberal, open-minded person, the label bisexual, yeah, it was something that I felt I was quite attached to, and letting it evolve was a bit of a challenge, really. So I felt like there was a, there was a lot of layers to letting it grow and evolve and expand. And it was, it was really an eye-opening experience. And since then, a few years ago, meeting lots more gender-diverse folks, it's really opened my eyes and opened my heart, to be honest. And um, I, uh, well, my, my project partner now and I had an idea. And that was like when the whole book Fifty Shades of Grey was all the rage. I know, I know. Um, I got halfway through book two and then I had to just leave it. Um, but we thought, why not come up with, or like put together a book of 50 stories of local gender diverse people just to show the diversity in just one place, like Norwich and surrounding areas. And that idea got shelved in the back of my brain, and then a few years ago, it bubbled up again. And I know something needs my attention when it does that. You know, I just kept thinking about it, and like, what do I do? And I thought, okay, how do I start this? Because it felt overwhelming, like 50 stories. But then I thought, let's just start with one person, one story. So I had a chat with a friend. I thought, okay, I'm have a chat with a friend. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna record it, and then have it transcribed, and then I'll have a chapter of a book. Brilliant. And then my brain was like, okay, then 49 more to go. But I was like, just calm down, just start with one, start with one. So I did exactly that. And then I thought, you know, I'm gonna have all these audios. And then why not use those? So then I finally had an idea, because I wanted to start a podcast. And then I finally knew what I was gonna do my podcast about. So that was brilliant. And even, so having these conversations with people, so basically um, I started it in I think I had the first conversation end of 2018. I had a handful more conversations in 2019, and then a few more early 2020, and then we all know what happened then, right? So um, it kind of freed me up, like lockdown and stuff, and you know, being or like my work drying up a bit. I've got I'm a graphic designer and have done that for years, and you know, work was just slowing down a lot because of circumstances. Uh, but it did free me up to spend more time taking this project forward more. So I then decided, okay, I've got like eight or 10 conversations recorded now, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it, I'm gonna start it. But my brain tends to overthink things a lot, so I was like, right, I need to do this right, I need to learn how to do all the podcast things. And I thought, oh, I need music, I want some music. And I just I got really stuck in trying to research what music I needed to put you know, behind it, and I just, at one point I just got to a place where I was like, fuck it, just start, put an episode together, just don't worry about it, just do it. So I did, and then end of June 2020, I released my first episode. And, uh, woo, I know, right? Thank you, thank you. And then I thought, oh shit, what have I done? Now I need to keep this up, because you know, momentum is, is good when you do that kind of thing. So I was learning as I went, and I had all these conversations recorded, so 
I just kept doing one every week and I was learning how to do audio editing and putting the episodes together and just everything, getting it out there and all the things. And as I was having these conversations with people, it was just so insightful and it made me question not just like gender, but my own gender. I was like, how can you question gender and not question your own gender? It's kind of like not possible, to be honest. So I went down this rabbit hole, and from the term pansexual, which I still use and enjoy, as for gender, I feel like quite confused, really. So the more I've learned about it, the less I understand it and the more questions I have. But it's been, yeah, it's been an incredible journey, and I look forward to learning more about it, and I'm now 85 episodes in, and I've been going for two years. Nice, thank you. And um, yeah, about over 30,000 downloads, which is awesome. And um, yeah, and there was more, and where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so queer, that's what we're talking about, right? Queer. So I have to bring myself back to the subject a lot, because I'm like, what was the question? Um, yeah, so I used... I started using cis queer for myself for a while because that felt really good because I was a bit like cis though. Am I cis though? What does cis queer mean? Am I, am I cis? Am I, is, is, am I not queer enough? I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm cis. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, how does this work? So I'm still, I feel like the cue for queer and the cue for questioning, they all apply. So I don't know where I'm going to end up with that. But it also took me a while to really feel at home in it, because I remember years ago, into my first Pride in Norwich here, I can't quite remember what year that was, it might have been 2016, 2015, something like that, and at first I just felt really out of place, and I just felt a bit uncomfortable, and like, do I really belong here? And I just wasn't sure. And, you know, the last few years aside, when there hasn't been a Pride, the last few times I went, I've just really enjoyed it, and I feel like, I, felt, I found a real sense of belonging in the queer community. And I think it's, it's a matter of, I think it's a coming out of sorts and like being aware of that and embracing your own queerness and other people's queerness. And it, I think it just brings it all together, you know? And um, yeah, so now I can say I actually do feel proud. I have a sense of pride and that's where I leave it. Yeah, thank you. Estelle Evans! Thank you so much. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich.